You are listening to SaaS Growth, a podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketers, sales, and service teams stay up to date on the best strategies and tactics that are being used to thrive in the SaaS battlefield. We discuss topics like account-based marketing, B2B marketing, content marketing, sales and marketing alignment, and more. My name is Cedric Pudvain, and I'm the CEO of Vertex Marketing Agency, an agency where we focus solely on helping B2B SaaS companies implement an account-based marketing strategy. And I'm also one of the co-hosts of the show. When we're not interviewing industry leaders, we will be sharing some of the sales and marketing systems we're implementing for us and our clients. Let's launch. Hey, my name is Cedric, and I will be your host for this episode. Today, our honored guest is Jeff Atkinson. He is the founder and CEO of Hawkabye, a SEO software company building automated services around key Google initiatives like dynamic rendering and structured data markup. Also, before Huckabye, Jeff was the senior VP of marketing and analytics at Overstock, and that's where he developed his expertise in SEO and grew the channel from zero to 300 million. So I'd like to welcome Jeff Atkinson. How's it going? Hey, Cedric. Great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing awesome. Uh, again, thanks for coming on the show, Jeff. Uh, so why don't you start by you know giving our listeners a little bit of background about yourself and uh, what you guys are up to at Huckabye. Absolutely. Uh, first off, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, my background, I come from the e-commerce world. I was SVP of marketing at Overstock. We had a great you know, SEO run, um, really got to learn a lot what it takes to, to have that kind of growth. Um, and you know, what I found was that the SEO industry was uh, not as technically adept as it needed to be. And so um, you know, the industry is mainly services driven, lots of agencies, lots of consultants but not a lot of tech and tech ends up being the thing that moves the needle the most. And so uh, Huckabye is built to solve the technical side of SEO. And so we help uh, lots of different customers, including some really big B2B software brands like uh, SAP and Salesforce and Concur. Uh, We help them grow their natural search channel through our technology. Oh, that that's awesome. And I mean, well, today, um, we're really lucky to have you, uh, Jeff, really excited. Um, and anyone listening, you guessed it, we're going to be talking about uh, SEO today. Um, but one thing I do want to add is that whether you're doing ABM or any other sort of demand generation, Google isn't going anywhere. And potential customers are doing more research than ever before even buying. So SEO is and will always be important. Also, I'd like to mention that for this episode, we are going to assume that you have at least some basic SEO knowledge, and that's just going to allow us to talk about some more practical information, and you'll be able to bring home information that is more than what the average guru will say, like uh, create good content or uh, build quality links. So uh, yeah, Jeff, are you ready to bring us to the top? I am ready. Awesome. Jeff, so I mean, for a B2B company, I mean, where do you start? So... B2B is interesting when it comes to SEO because it's the websites in the B2B world aren't structured in the same way that say an e-commerce site or a real estate site is structured. So if you think about e-commerce, there's always these really well-described categories like men's watches or patio furniture. And all these categories are the same format. And lo and behold, they have men's watches in them or patio furniture or whatever it happens to be. 
and they're quite easy for Google to understand. Um, they get then down to a product page and those are all the same format with a product name, a price, a description, reviews. But with B2B, all that structure kind of goes out the window. We don't have categories. We don't have um, product pages with the price often directly listed. Um, they're much more complex products typically. And the websites are typically structured um, more like landing pages and you know conversion optimization. And so Google kind of struggles to understand what a B2B site is all about. Um, and so the beginning of the process when you're optimizing uh, a B2B site for SEO is really just to start with figuring out what keywords you want to rank for. Um, th that's a process that I find most B2B companies actually don't do, and it's really important. So leveraging some sort of keyword tool like Google Keyword Planner or Moz or AREFs to start figuring out what are the keywords that you want to rank for, what is, what, how do people talk about your product, um, how do they search for your product, and are you actually, do you have pages around the site that actually are built to rank for those keywords? And that's usually step one. After that, we really encourage customers to put those keywords into their navigation, so just at the top of the page, start calling your products what people actually search for. And then there's some technical stuff that, of course, Huckabye does, but people can do, also do on their own. There's this wonderful language called structured data markup that really makes it easy and clear for Google to understand what's happening on any given page on a B2B site. So structured data is sort of Google's preferred language. It's how, it's the information that they then leverage within search results in what they call rich snippets. So when you search for the weather and the weather just shows up or the sports score and it just shows up, or a recipe, that's all being powered by this language. And it's a big part of their algorithm and it's a really big part of the B2B world to be able to communicate to Google what you're actually doing. The more they understand, the more basically search traffic they end up giving you. So it's really clarifying for Google as well as we sort of clarify for a human, um, what is this site all about and, and what are you trying to rank for? No, that, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. And for example, for an e-commerce website, Sometimes, I mean, there, there are always these things that you want to make sure that you have. For example, the reviews is one of the, one of those things. But for example, for a B2B SaaS company, is there anything, for example, that they should be having on there? Well, um, when it comes to structured data, there's actually software uh, specific structured data markup. Um, there's also product that can be relevant. There's um, lots of different content types. So that's a great place to start. But reviews are actually great in the software world as well. Um, it's just about having descriptive content and then having good structured data that, that sort of helps communicate that content so that Google really can clearly understand what, what your product is and what you're selling. Okay, so they, they do all that, what would come after that? Is there anything that they can do on their end to again, just uh, put all their chances in their basket in uh, ranking higher on Google? Yeah, I'd say probably the biggest opportunity right now is something called dynamic rendering, which is a new concept. Um, it came about basically because Google has a really hard time crawling JavaScript. And JavaScript is sort of found on almost every page on the web now. Um, JavaScript makes them sort of not be able to <clears throat> understand content. So once they hit JavaScript, they actually have to no longer be able to just crawl it with their, their regular crawler, they send it to something called a rendering queue. 
And a rendering queue takes a lot more processing time. Think of you loading a page in your Chrome browser every single time Google needs to, to crawl a page. And it's just inefficient. So dynamic rendering essentially just allows companies and websites to give them a simple non-JavaScript basic version of any given page. And when you do that, all of a sudden now they can you know, crawl way more efficiently and understand your content more efficiently. So we find a lot in B2B world, people will be writing content and doing things for SEO and Google actually won't even be able to crawl this information in real time because of these sort of technological issues. Um, and so dynamic rendering, now you can actually give them a simplified version. That's what Huckabay does with our SEO cloud product. We give a really lightning fast, uh, simple flat HTML, including structured data version of any given site that uh, allows them to crawl much more quickly and, and basically understand exactly what's what's going on. So it's a little bit more challenging to do internally um, to actually create a dynamically rendered version of your site, but there are some outsourced solutions and Huckabay is a great, you know, a great option there. But it's uh, it's sort of the newest wave of SEO and it's a way that, that Google's encouraging sites to sort of simplify and make their sites more Google friendly, if you will. No, I, I mean, I can, that, that makes a lot of sense. And even sometimes I go on a website um, and I, I mean, sometimes some, some websites are really, really complicated and sometimes even I don't really know what they do. So I can only imagine uh, <laughs> Google uh, is having a hard time also understanding these websites. So in terms of like mm -hmm. data, like what, from your experience, let's say someone is leveraging all those different, I guess, tactics. What's the difference between someone not utilizing these tactics, I guess, uh, versus someone that is? It's more, yeah, when you leverage these tactics, you know, you're just getting your larger share of organic search traffic. And organic search for any B2B company is usually the number one traffic channel. It's typically for larger sites becomes the number one new customer acquisition channel. You know, we have customers that 75% of their new customers come from uh, organic search. And that's, you know, high value B2B software uh, type customers. And so it's a really important channel. Um, it's sort of underappreciated, I think. Um, so if you, you know, want to be really growing and driving significant uh, leads and pipeline, there's no better way really than to increase your organic search traffic. So we think it's super important. Um, the companies we work with think it's very important. Um, your big B2B players, almost all of them have a very strategic organic search strategy and that's honestly typically why they've become so big is that they have figured it out and are constantly investing in making that channel better and better oh yeah 100 percent. okay so we have starting with doing your keyword research and you can use a, a lot of different tools out there you mentioned moz you also mentioned href and then from there really understanding okay um, I want to be ranking for these keywords and that keyword. Is there something template or format that you can follow to actually go ahead and like pick those certain keywords or is it just something that the tool will do for you? So I always recommend that it's a great sort of team activity because okay. if you take your marketing team or even just a couple of people and you think about what are the words that people are searching for when they search for your product, you actually end up learning a lot about your business because you with these tools you can actually see the search volumes you can see how competitive these keywords are 
and you can really learn, you know, what are people actually calling your products when they search for them? So it's, it's very informative. Um, I was on a podcast the other day with this, uh, sort of a CMO type mentor, great guy, very well connected. And he came up with the idea, you know, while we're in quarantine here, you should do cocktails and keywords with your team some evening and just get creative. You know, everybody come to the table with like five keywords that they think are important, you know, share screen, get the Google keyword planner and Moz up, start seeing what the volumes look like and actually, you know, talk about what, what you think your customers are searching for. And, and you'll learn a lot, not only from an SEO perspective, but you also learn just about your business and what people are actually calling things out there. So it is a really great um, sort of team building activity. I, I think it's always best done by a team internally. It's not something I really recommend at all to be outsourced because no one knows your business as well as you do. And the keywords are most likely going to come from you. So um, that's how I recommend doing it, but it can be done by an individual. But if you do have a chance, you know, I thought the cocktail and keywords idea was a great idea oh, as yeah. a sort of team building activity and something to keep us all entertained as this, uh, as we get through this crisis. For sure. And, and that, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's something that should be done uh, internally uh, because yes, no one knows your business as well as you do. Um, so let's say someone is starting with that research or currently implementing a new product uh, as part of uh, I mean, as part of all the products they already have on the website, how many keywords should they start with? Should they start like small or should they, you know, like what's the limit, I guess? What's a, what's a good range of keywords you should try to rank for? So most companies end up with keyword lists in the hundreds, if not the thousands. But I encourage people to start with, say, a list of 20, um, especially the top five will be very important as you sort of start to go down the SEO path. So to sort of pick out five and actually one or two that you really think you're able to rank number one for, start going after that, start seeing some improvement and in, in momentum. And then you can kind of get into the, what I call the mid detail terms that end up being sort of the, the bread and butter of any good, good SEO strategy. You know, people getting very specific with their queries um, that's usually what ends up converting customers, but start with 20 and, you know, then you can take it from there. You'll see doing keyword research, a lot of keywords are just variations of keywords. So, you know, it's either based on location or whatever. So it quick, very quickly, you'll see that it, it, it can grow into the hundreds. Yeah, I think it's good to start small and then you'll start to, uh, you know, figure out those tail terms as time goes on. Yeah, that, that's great. Okay, well, 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 thanks a lot for all that, that information. If anyone wants to learn more about your platform or just stay connected with you, what is the best way for them to do so? Yeah, so just go to huckabuy.com, H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y, like buy a product. And if you fill out a contact us form and also mention the podcast, we, we give discounts to any podcast listener that's uh, interested in the software. And also, if you just want to have a conversation with either me or someone on my team, that's a great way to get in touch with us. Also, uh, pretty active on LinkedIn. So it's just Jeff with a G, G-E-O-F-F, uh, Atkinson and Huckabye. You can find me quite easily just doing a Google search. So those are the, those are the two best ways. No, and I definitely recommend anyone to, uh, to do it because, I mean, if Google doesn't know what your website is all about, it won't do a lot of good. <laughs> yeah, you'll be at a pretty big disadvantage if you're not taking advantage of Google. <laughs>